Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of NutriSci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen. Today we're going to be talking about how vitamin D deficiency may increase the risk for addiction to opioids and exposure to ultraviolet rays. Human health records and studies of lab animals suggest that vitamin D levels influence the desire for opioids and sun-seeking behavior. Lab mice deficient in vitamin D crave and become more dependent on opioids, which is curbed when normal levels of the vitamin are restored. Furthermore, human health records indicate that people with low vitamin D are more likely to use and misuse opioids. This study published in the journal Science Advances suggests that, based on these results, there is a potential role for vitamin D supplementation in fighting opioid addiction. I'll read the abstract first, as usual. The current opioid epidemic warrants a better understanding of genetic and environmental factors that contribute to opioid addiction. Here we report an increased prevalence of vitamin D, VIT-D deficiency in patients diagnosed with opioid use disorder and an inverse and dose-dependent association of VIT-D levels with self-reported opioid use. We used multiple pharmacologic approaches and genetic mouse models and found that deficiencies in VIT-D signaling amplify exogenous opioid responses that are normalized upon restoration of VIT-D signaling. Similarly, physiologic endogenous opioid analgesia and reward responses triggered by ultraviolet UV radiation are repressed by VIT-D signaling suggesting that a feedback loop exists whereby VIT-D deficiency produces increased UV endorphin-seeking behavior until VIT-D levels are restored by cutaneous VIT-D synthesis. This feedback may carry the evolutionary advantage of maximizing VIT-D synthesis. However, unlike UV exposure, exogenous opioid use is not followed by VIT-D synthesis and its opioid-suppressive effects, contributing to maladaptive, addictive behavior. So, there's a... There's a little more context to this as well, and sort of how prior research um, has laid the, the foundation for this current study. So in 2007, uh, researchers found that exposure to ultraviolet rays, specifically in the form uh, ultraviolet B, causes the skin to produce the hormone endorphin, uh, which is chemically related to morphine, heroin, and other opioids and they, in fact, all activate the same receptors in the brain. And this was unexpected, but further confirmed by a subsequent study, which found that UV exposure raises endorphin levels in mice, uh, which then display behavior consistent with opioid addiction. Endorphin itself is sometimes called a quote-unquote feel-good hormone, um, because it induces a sense of mild euphoria. Uh, studies have suggested that some people develop urges to sunbathe and visit tanning salons that mirror the behaviors of opioid addicts. And so this really raises the question, right? The, the speculation that maybe people seek out uh, ultraviolet B 
because they unknowingly crave this endorphin rush. So this is really when those addictive pathways are at play. And you may not necessarily notice that, uh, say, for example, uh, you prefer to be in the sun a lot more than normal. Uh, or these things are sort of not 100% uh, in tune with what you understand uh, as, you know, wanting or not. According to the article, human studies have suggested that ultraviolet tanning may be addictive, exhibiting characteristics highly reminiscent of opioid addiction. Recent preclinical data have identified an endogenous opioid-mediated addiction-like pathway triggered by UV-induced cutaneous synthesis of beta-endorphin. Maintenance of UV-dependent vitamin D synthesis has been suggested as a driver for the evolution of light skin pigmentation. The only problem with this idea is now you have the question of why we as humans would evolve to be behaviorally driven towards the sun uh, in terms of how radiation from the sun is a very common carcinogen that can be easily avoided, right? So, so most people know, at least to some extent, that sun exposure is uh, a primary cause of skin cancer, if not the primary cause of skin cancer. Um, and other unwanted things like wrinkles uh, and, uh, and other skin damage. And so you would be more inclined uh, to take protective measures, like putting on sunscreen or just staying out of the sun altogether, um, than you would to be spending too much time in the sun and risking some of those negative effects just for an endorphin rush, you know, to potentially feel good. Well, it's possible that humans uh, and other animals seek out the sun for another reason. Exposure to UV radiation is necessary for production of vitamin D, which is important because our bodies can't formulate vitamin D on their own, right? So, so there is no good mechanism of endogenous vitamin D production, if you will, uh, that would support its role in the body for very long. So instead, we as humans um, and other animals must seek uh, exogenous sources, um, primarily through the diet or through exposure to UV radiation, which stimulates the production of vitamin D. Right, so through diet, it's pretty self-explanatory. You eat foods with, uh, with vitamin D in them, uh, and you get that, that vitamin D. With, um, with the UV radiation, the sunlight process, uh, basically, sun hits the skin, um, and it's a whole... Uh, process that takes place so you can make some vitamin D uh, that is then transported to the liver and converted to 25-hydroxy vitamin D uh, to become functional. And of course the functions of vitamin D are important for many reasons. Uh, primarily it promotes the uptake of calcium which is essential for building bone and maintaining strong bone structure. And so for example um, during prehistoric times it would make sense for there to have been an uh, evolutionary sort of uh, uh, alteration that would have led our primitive ancestors to step out of their caves and into the sunshine. And so less people would have died from vitamin D deficiency and weak bones uh, and more survival um, so that this becomes uh, a favorable thing.
Therefore, this theory has led researchers to hypothesize that sun-seeking is driven by vitamin D deficiency with the goal of increasing synthesis of the hormone for survival, and that vitamin D deficiency might also make the body more sensitive to the effects of opioids, um, and this potentially contributes to addiction. So in the article, researchers do affirm that uh, our goal in this study was to understand the relationship between vitamin D signaling in the body and UV-seeking and opioid-seeking behaviors. So in the study, uh, they addressed this from, uh, from dual perspectives. So one of the main things that they did was they compared normal lab mice with mice that were deficient in vitamin D, um, either through uh, special breeding or by actually removing vitamin D from their diets. And what they found uh, was, quote, we found that modulating vitamin D levels changes multiple addictive behaviors to both UV and opioids. And the most important evidence for this was the fact that mice who were conditioned with modest doses of morphine, those deficient in vitamin D continued to seek out the drug, but this behavior was less common among the normal mice. When morphine was withdrawn, the mice with low vitamin D levels were far more likely to develop the withdrawal symptoms. Uh, moreover, uh, it turns out that morphine worked more effectively as a pain reliever in mice with vitamin D deficiency uh, in terms of like the opioid had an exaggerated response in these mice. And this could be cause for concern if you think about it, um, if this is, you know, this effect is also true in humans. Let's just say, for example, a surgery patient receives morphine for pain control after an operation. If that patient is deficient in vitamin D, or they become deficient in vitamin D over time, and th you know this is not unlikely at all, uh, since in fact 57% of hospitalized patients are vitamin D deficient, uh, and 60% of those at home, uh, to the point when even the Dietary Guidelines for Americans indicates vitamin D as a nutrient for concern uh, in the American diet. Um, as a result of this deficiency, the euphoric effects of morphine could be exaggerated and that person is more likely to become addicted. Um, and this is what we really, really don't want, uh, is people getting hooked um, and falling into these, these uh, uh, addiction cycles essentially by accident um, or, or sort of unconsciously in a way. Um, and so in order to gauge whether there is an actual likelihood of this happening in people, uh, the researchers, they, they looked at health records. Um, and what they found was that patients with modestly low vitamin D levels were 50% more likely than others with normal levels to use opioids, uh, while patients who had severe vitamin D deficiency were 90% more likely. Uh, further analysis found that patients diagnosed with opioid use disorder were more likely than others to be deficient in vitamin D. These data seem to support those uh, of the lab experiments um, and suggest that vitamin D deficiency increases addictive behavior. Um, but there is a silver lining um, out of this research, and it actually provides hope uh, for treatment plans and solutions uh, to these issues. So if we think about it, while deficiency 
is associated with addiction out of a process uh, uh, that begins with a need for vitamin D sufficiency should not be associated with addiction it should be should be inversely associated with addiction and in fact what the lab experiments showed was that when researchers corrected vitamin D levels in the deficient mice their opioid responses reversed and returned to normal in other words treating vitamin D deficiency may offer a new way to help reduce the risk for addictive disorders and improve on current practices in a way that was uh, unknown previously or not studied very well um, so there's more research to be coming for sure uh, obviously there needs to be more studies and more trials uh, on this to guide public health measures but it really is uh, exciting at the prospect of uh, you know connecting nutrition um, even with conditions like opioid addiction and even using the science to apply it to make positive changes. Um, and so that is, I think, really cool. With that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode of NutriSci, Nutrition is Science. I'm your host, Ethan Chen, and thank you for taking the time to listen in today. If there's a different study or article out there that you find interesting, please let me know in the comments or leave a review on NutriSciPodcast.com slash reviews. I'll make sure to read up on that and bring it in for discussion. Also, if you have any other questions or comments, I would love to hear them. Let's continue to learn and talk about nutrition as a science. Until the next one.